Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed, or he'll buy it. Well, a good day, everybody. I need to uh, I need to just let you guys know in advance. This is actually really exciting news. Some behind-the-scenes stuff for you here. Okay. When Scott and I started here at uh, 91.5 The Beat, our FM uh, radio morning show, we had a podcast studio waiting for us. But there were some changes that uh, we all agreed that we should make to this particular room. And they kind of got put off a little bit. COVID happened. Stuff happened. The cool news is it's in the works, Scott. They're finally building it. Sexy hot. Uh, so soon, possibly some videos. Not soon, soon. Scott's still actually at home in Milton. But once we're ready to do it, we'll have actual videos to go along with podcasts every now and again, possibly. We'll definitely have some guests in. And the room is going to look fabulous. So I'm only telling you this right now because you might hear some con- mild construction in the background as they work on it. Okay. I mean, hey, that's good. A little drilling, a little hammering. That's good. Just get the fucking thing done. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. It's been two years. I'm excited. It's finally happening. But they uh, went over the design plan um, a couple of weeks ago with us, and uh, it, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's nice that they have a second studio for us. And when we came here, it was really cool that they said, okay, and we're going to dedicate a studio to your podcast. And the fact that they're going to now upgrade that studio to a better studio. It's actually better than the on-air studio. It's it honestly though, I, I it, it is. It's uh it, very advanced. I'll just put it that way. I've never actually used some of the equipment that we're going to be able to use in this podcast studio ever in my days in radio. This is brand new technology. Honestly, if the computer boots up when I press the power button, I'll be happy. <laughs> Without having to install a whole ton of updates and log into this and, oh, your credentials need to be verified and all that sort of shit. Like, just make it work. In any case, uh, welcome to uh, Wednesday, the 7th of July. It is the luckiest day of the year, 7-7. And some people got lucky. Somebody in Ontario won that $65 million Lotto Max draw last night. Mm -hmm. Somebody in York Region. That's great. York Region's in the news for a couple of different reasons today. For those outside of Ontario, York Region is the area immediately north of Toronto. That would include Richmond Hill, Newmarket, Woodbridge, Markham. And one of their cops has just been charged because he was selling real estate on the side, in some cases, while he was on duty. Oh, come on. I love this. I love this. The fuck were you thinking, dude? I love dude? this story, though. I love this story because someone got caught. Yes, someone yes. got caught. But you know how many times this happens and people don't get caught? Mm-hmm. I think. Well, if you're uh, if you hire this realtor, I guess you would have no way of knowing whether or not this is their full time job or if this is their side hustle. For the cop, he's probably making a pretty good salary to be a cop. He was in their intelligence unit. The fact that he dipped out of a couple of calls here and there to go and show a house or do an offer, I don't know that that's necessarily anyone's fault except for the cop himself, but he got caught. And they charged him with what I think is a strange charge, but probably all they could come up with. Fraud under $5,000. So, I mean, okay, a couple of things here. I think most people today 
at least at one point in their career or moving their way up the ladder have had a side hustle, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Maybe it was small. Maybe you babysat or maybe you were a dog sitter or a dog walker or you did accounting. So you did some accounting on the side for people. Either way you put it, whatever it is, you sell Arbonne or some shit like that. You have a bit of a side hustle just to make a little extra income. But, but this, this particular police officer was straight up showing houses on duty. How did that work? You know, I don't know. I mean, uh, sorry, guys, I'll get to that call in just a sec. Uh, Just got to dip out here and and show a house like that wouldn't work for dispatch. So I'm assuming he just became inaccessible here and there. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe he just doesn't respond to calls in a traditional way that we think most (laughs) cops do. Either way, I... The price of homes is criminal right now anyway. So maybe it's not a bad idea to have a few cops working in the real estate industry. I mean, in all seriousness, though, if you mix that job, especially when you're talking about a police officer, if you mix that with other industries, that's where it does. There is trouble. Like, who's to say if you don't do that, that maybe you also are like, hey, uh, pulling you over for speeding. But, you know, if you're looking for someone to sell your home. Here's my other card. And then maybe we can work on, you know, getting you out of this ticket. You never, and I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying if you if you set that precedent of, oh, it's okay, we'll let him off the hook. What's going to stop anyone else in law enforcement from trying to do shit while they're on the job too? you got to show this as a no-no or else people will take it over. Right? I think so too. Uh, while we're in York Region, a 20-year-old woman who lives in Toronto has been charged with causing an animal to be in distress after police had to rescue a puppy that was locked in her car in a mall parking lot. York Regional Police say they got a call from a concerned citizen regarding a dog in distress. They say an officer found this small dog panting heavily in a locked Audi sedan outside Von Mills Mall. They used a baton to get the dog out through the sunroof. Officers reviewed mall security footage and determined the dog had been left in the car for nearly three hours. It was 29 degrees without the humidity outside at the time. What kind of a piece of shit decides, maybe in that moment, maybe it was premeditated, it really doesn't matter, decides I'm going to go into a mall and leave my dog here in these temperatures, should be fine. I personally don't leave my dog in the car no matter what. If I'm running into a store... For maybe if I'm going to the bank for a minute, maybe I would consider it possibly because I'm in there for like two, three minutes. If I'm going to be in there for any amount longer than that, I'm, I'm not going anywhere for three hours and leaving my dog in a car. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many fears that surround that for me. How do you not give a shit that much about the animal? You gave enough of a shit to take the animal out of the house or have it follow you into the car and have no problem with that. That's what boggles my mind. You care enough for the pet to try to make it come with you all the time. But you don't care enough to realize that's dangerous for the dog to leave the dog in the car? What, what the fuck? I wish they'd release names, too. That's what pisses me, me off. Me, too. You know, this is this is criminal. And in my opinion, we need to know what your name is. You need to face some kind of consequence. Did this person get their dog back, too? I don't know, actually. That's not I'm clear. I, that. I think the Humane Society would step in here, but I don't know. I'm hearing that the person got the dog back, so I can't confirm that that's the case. But in a lot of cases, that does happen. That is... Pisses me off beyond belief. Let me just say here for the podcast listeners that um, we are likely going to be voting in September. And I know we thought it would be in June, but Trudeau didn't pull the trigger. Looks like now that he's put a new governor general in charge, he's going to go down to Rideau Hall and ask her to declare an election. 
in August. The vote would happen in September. I'm very undecided because every single one of our leaders is completely dropping the ball. So the party that's going to get my vote is the one that finally commits to treating crimes against animals just as seriously as a crime against a human. And I know we don't even treat crimes against humans as seriously as we should in this country. But let's get fucking serious about this. And if you are someone who fails to provide the necessities of life, and that's what the chart and abandonment is likely what the charge would be against a person who left a kid in the car. It should be the exact same charge against a pet owner who does it with no distinction between the fact that it was a baby or a dog. Give animals the same love and respect that we get from them. Treat this seriously. So I don't care who it is. Jug meat. You want to convert over somebody who said he would never vote for you? Put it on the table. Hmm. Yeah. Aaron O'Toole, you want to do something to save your uh, election ambitions? Do it. Make it a, a serious criminal code offense to commit any crime against an animal. Do it. If you do it, I'll support you. Finally, we need somebody to get serious about that. Well, and for me, um, that's that's I, I agree with you for sure. But I would take it a step further. Like I obviously it would never happen and some would find it extreme. But I'm still of the mindset. I would love to see when you when you do something like this, I want to see you suffer through it, too. Yeah. I'd love to throw that fucking chick. I, I believe it's a woman in the car, shut the door and have her locked in there for three hours just to see how it feels. Yep. You know, I want you to feel that. And then maybe you'll do something right or change your the way that you are. And that's just one incident that we're hearing of right now. We know that this has happened several times, and this happens all the time, every summer, which is why I sometimes I say it on the radio, right? Every now and again, you and I both, like, hey, watch out, you know, keep an eye on your old people, your pets, and your, you know, kids. Make sure you don't leave them in the car. And people think, oh, who would do that? People fucking do it. It drives me crazy. And how else are we going to learn? I would love a world where I could just create like a karma type law system where whatever you've done, if it's that horrible, you're going to have that done unto you. Mm-hmm. I, uh, an eye for an eye is something that a lot of people believe would uh, definitely calm people down. And, and in this case, I just feel so bad for this animal. I mean, Jesus, how could you have a, a pet and then do that to your pet? You know how hot that would have been? With a fur coat in a car for three hours when it's 29 outside and over 30 with the humidity? Poor, poor animal. I feel so sorry for it. Uh, I did mention the governor general is now in place. Yesterday, out of nowhere, Prime Minister Trudeau appointed Mary Simon, another former employee of the CBC. Cat, I'd love to be governor general someday, but I've never worked for the CBC. Ah, uh, you're is, out. Is that some sort of a prerequisite or what is going on here? You're out. She is Canada's first indigenous governor general. That's good. Uh, It's amazing how many people for a while there were screaming at the top of their lungs when Julie Payette completely fucked the whole thing up (laughs) by being a horrible boss. People were screaming, get rid of a get rid of the governor general position. It's a waste of money and get rid of the queen. Get rid of the monarchy. Nobody's saying that now, though. I'm not hearing any of that. It seems like everybody's quite content with this choice. And by all accounts, Mary seems to be good. She seems to understand that she's got a healing role to play here when it comes to our relationship with our First Nations and the fact that as a country, we're very, very divided. And a lot of that has to do with COVID. Alberta is getting ready to kick off the Calgary Stampede this weekend. 
No public health restrictions at all. They're doing the stampede in Calgary wow. this weekend. Who would have thought that that would have happened too? People in Kitchener can't even get a goddamn haircut. And you guys are having a full-blown festival. It's insane, the divide across this country. People are mad at each other. There's the vaccination debate. And uh, yesterday, our new chief medical officer of health, Dr. Kieran Moore, trotted out. And it's funny because he's such a fuck. He, he wouldn't answer any questions. And they were talking about vaccines and kids. And he said, well, uptake with younger people is fairly low compared to older people. So we need to do better at vaccinating the kids. So a natural question for him was, will people that are not vaccinated, like students that are eligible to be vaccinated but not vaccinated, will they be allowed to go to school? And he tiptoed around that. He said, will they be able to participate in extracurriculars or could they be in the clubs or join the teams? And all he did was go back to, again, everyone should get vaccinated. People need information at this point, you asshole. People need to know what the plan is. And I'm all for don't release the plan until you actually know what the plan is. You got to have this figured out at this point. School goes back in nine weeks, nine weeks until school returns. And you haven't said a fucking word. People want to know, do your kids have to be vaccinated? Is partially vaccinated okay? Or does it have to be double? Does it have to be 10 days since your second dose? Meaning you've got to be vaccinated by that third week of August. People have legitimate questions I, and uh, nobody is answering them. I, I uh, don't have kids in that age range where you're able to be vaccinated. And in fact, I don't have a lot of friends who do have kids in that age range of the 12 plus. Uh, is there a lot of hesitancy there from parents to get the vaccines in arms or are those rates pretty high for, for children 12 plus? Well, I have to think it's probably relative to the adults that got vaccinated. If you're an adult who got vaccinated, maybe you're OK with getting your kid vaccinated. If you're an adult who did not get vaccinated and you made the choice not to, I have a suspicion that you're not going to allow your kid to be vaccinated yet either. And some people, they're vaccine hesitant, meaning they're not opposed to it, but they just want to see how this goes and see what some of the side effects are in the short and long term. Other people are just opposed to any vaccines. And I get it. I was under the impression that the vaccines were completely optional. Well, they're not exactly optional when you start putting conditions on those vaccines and I'm double vax, so I don't care either way. But when they say things like, uh, if you aren't vaccinated, you're going to have to quarantine at the government hotels or or a quarantine at home for 14 days if you come back to Canada, uh, that's putting a pretty serious condition on things. If they say, oh, yeah, you can go to school, but you have to sit alone or you can go to school, but you can't be on any sports teams or in any clubs. Oh, that's a heavy condition. I mean, that's part of the social aspect of school that a lot of people rely on. I don't know what they're going to do in that case. But again, somebody needs to make a decision and clearly articulate what the expectation is and what the consequence will be if there's any consequence at all. Don't dance around it and just say, just go get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. People want to know these things and they have a right to know. Uh, a couple other things that are happening here. Um Let's talk about uh, uh, travel for a second. We did yesterday as well. For those who are going to be renting a car, they say there's going to be a pretty serious shortage of car rental options because so many car rental companies downsized their fleet during COVID. They pay monthly for those cars in a lot of cases. They right. lease them. And then at the end of the time that they use it for as a rental car company, it can go back on the market. Well, they didn't need as many vehicles. So now that we're coming out of lockdown, allegedly, 
they don't have as many cars available. So if you're thinking about renting a car, they're saying make your reservation as early as possible. Is renting a car a dangerous activity right now? Would you do it? Dangerous? No, I wouldn't consider it dangerous. And yeah, if I had to do it, like if I was choosing to travel this summer and I wanted to get from A to B once I do get to my the place that I'm going to be in, yeah, I would be fine with that. I uh, When I have to do a long road trip, when I do the math, sometimes it's easier to just rent a car. Put the kilometers on somebody else's fucking car. Right. And plus, when it's a rental car, you can beat the shit out of it. If you want to drive a buck 80, go ahead and do it. Yeah. Yeah, I know some people. Okay, well, I don't know about that, but I, I, I know. <laughs> only I through the su- mountains of Pennsylvania. It's the only time I ever did it. Yeah, I wouldn't strongly suggest it, but it's also a chance, I will say, to drive cars that you never would have driven. Right. Like, I loved when I was in Florida, I rented a car while I was there. And I ended up with a Veloster. Is that how you say oh, it? Oh, yeah. I would have never, and I probably still would never, at least in this stage of my life, buy a car like that. But fuck, it was fun to drive one for a while. I've done it with a, a VW Beetle before. Again, a car that I probably wouldn't think to ever own or purchase. I enjoyed my time there. Um, a Mini was another one that I did. So a lot of different cars that I never got the chance to drive. And I wouldn't go out of my way. Oh, you hear that banging, by the way? Sorry about that, Oh, is that, that them working on the yeah, studio? Yeah, they're working on the studio. But I wouldn't go out of my way to, to like, test drive it for no, because why would I do that for no reason? But anyway, that's why I actually really enjoy renting cars. So on top of all those other reasons you mentioned, putting kilometers on your own car, yes. Also, some people do get deals through their work. And even yep. though it's not a work trip, they manage to make it work so that it's at least partially covered. Sure, absolutely. There's a lot of different reasons you could use a car rental company. One of them that I'm going to be using it for at the uh, end of July, I'm renting a car for one week. And the reason being, I'm going to teach my son how to drive stick. And I think everybody should know how to drive a five speed. I think it's just a skill that everyone should have. But these days, there's a lot of people, particularly the younger ones, who don't know how to use the clutch and ride the stick. So I'm going to teach him how to drive stick and I'm going to use a rental car to do it. Fuck it. When you're over in Europe, for example, almost every rental car is a stick. So that's what I'm going to use it for. And you know what? If he grinds the shit out of the clutch in that, I don't care. It's not my fucking car. Interesting. I think it's harder to find the cars that are not automatic, though. Am it I is. wrong there? Like, no. Because I don't see them around often, and there's a lot of options. Me, personally, I never want to drive in fucking Europe, for example, anyway, so I'm out. I oh, don't see so a point fun. to it. it. It's actually fun. Like, if you're driving, uh, so whenever I go to Scotland, I do it, and it's always a stick that they give me. And, of course, you're on the wrong side of the car, and you're on the wrong side of the road. I know. It's weird. No. See, that'll trip me right out, Scott. I, I shouldn't be driving that. No. But the roundabouts go the same way they go here. So the whole thing is fucked up. Mm -hmm. But it really makes it driving fun again. So I I think it's great. Um, And I had to go through one of the non-brand name, like one of the smaller rental companies to get that rental. But yeah, you can get a five-speed if you... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You want to. Yeah. Uh, tell me if this woman's in the wrong. It's actually a story from TikTok. Woman woke up one morning and 
looked out her kitchen window and saw that there was a whole bunch of men in her backyard. What the fuck is going on here? So she watched for a couple of seconds, and most people at that point would have stepped outside and said, Hey, what are you doing? Get out of here. Beat it. Nope. She realized they were a construction crew and quickly put two and two together that they were at the wrong house. And at that time, you can do one of two things. You can say, hey, guys, uh, I don't know how you got in my backyard here, but you're at the wrong place. Beat it. And they'll just be on their way. Or you can wait and see what they actually are building. And maybe you want whatever it is that they're building. So this woman decided to go with the latter. <laughs> she thought, oh, I got a crew here and I don't know what they're doing, but it looks like a patio or a deck. So... I want a patio or a deck, so I'm just going to let him do it. And she let them fucking go. That's ballsy because what if that was supposed to be like your neighbors and they're watching this whole thing go down and watching you not do anything about it? Seriously. So she was documenting this as it was happening on TikTok and she was having a good laugh about it. And there were people criticizing her like, how dare you? You're going to steal a deck or a patio from that construction crew and... Uh, They're not going to get paid for their work, and that's despicable. That's stealing. Is it really stealing? They showed up and built it just because she didn't stop them. Is it stealing? Because I feel like there's an argument that could be made on both sides. Here we go. I know. This is a question that everyone's going to answer differently. Um, Yeah, if she just, I mean, if she takes the deck and it's for free, they're probably going to be so pissed off, I think they would remove the desk or the deck, sorry, forcefully. If I'm not mistaken, there might be companies that would be so pissed off. They're like, screw you. This, first of all, what is fucking expensive? So, yeah, I'm taking this back and I'm using it for another project at least. I don't know if they're allowed to, but I'm sure lawyers would get involved. It would get messy. I'd probably just opt to be like, okay, so listen, don't charge me the full price for this, but I kind of like it. So how much do I owe you? Let's come up with a deal. Hmm. Okay. Swing yeah, a deal. I mean that- I feel like I would be uh, the person who would go out and say, hey, guys, come on. You're in the wrong spot. Simple mistake. Just fix whatever you already dug up, and then we'll just call it a day. And that probably would have been the most reasonable way to deal with this. In her case, though, she decided to let him finish. And people were calling her out on, on TikTok, like I said. So she did agree that she would pay for the work that they did. She never committed to paying full price, though. So that's going to be a red flag issue. And the other thing is, she didn't know what they were building. I mean, typically, if you order a contractor to come over and do a patio for you, you'll get drawings and dimensions, and you'll walk through what it's going to look like and how it's going to be done and the timeline. She didn't have any of that. This was a total, like, surprise bag of backyard work or landscaping. Yeah. I'm just trying to, from the landscape, from the company, uh, the builder, whoever it is, the builder, the landscaper, whoever this is, from their perspective, how in the actual fuck does this happen? I've had work done to my house houses over the years. Okay, so I've done the, I've had the backyard, I've had concrete poured, I've done um, ease troughs, and I've done fascia through my house and everything. You name it, I've had it done. In every single scenario, if it's a big job, and it usually is when we're talking about the outside of a home, you you have them come by at least and and just chat with you and look things over and make sure. Okay, you're the person. This is the house. Our team's on it. How does this happen? Did someone mix up an address and put like a a zero at the end of it by accident and go, yeah, this is the spot? 
or they just never showed up to do like the walkthrough. I'm just wondering who screwed up here. How do you make it that bad that you show up to the wrong house and start digging without even like knocking on the door and being like, we're starting our work now. Cool. So that you can be like, don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) I, I feel like there's some houses where the address is ambiguous, especially ones that are on a corner. Is it on this street or is it on that street? Or there's those rows of townhouses where there's only certain ways to get in the backyards. And unless you count the houses, you might not know if you're in the wrong backyard. Mm. So I can kind of see how this would happen. Uh, People are criticizing her, though, and rightfully so. She uh, might have gotten away with it had she not put it on TikTok. She... She was documenting this whole thing on video. So someone who didn't want to see the construction company get ripped off tracked down the construction company and told them they ratted her out. So that was when she said, I will pay for the work that they do. And they agreed to finish the job that they had started. And they'll work out a price with that her. must suck for them, though, because I don't know how in this particular area that she lives in. I don't know how in demand this is right now, but I think most people know because of covid it's you're on a wait list. If you want something done, especially when it comes to a deck in your yard or even if it's inside your house, a lot of people are opting to get things done around the house in, because they can't, you know, use their money toward travel and all the other things that they wanted to do. So the waiting lists are massive. The fact that someone just one day showed up and started digging, fuck, I'd probably be excited too. If someone came to my kitchen and just started smashing shit up for me and, and starting designing a kitchen, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go along with this as well because apparently yeah. I'm I'm on a waiting list till 2022. So let's go. If you want to do this today, <laughs> let's do this today. Uh, what else can we tell you? Um, I feel like if you are the type of person who owns a snake, your neighbors should have to know about it. I think that's one of those animals that could be dangerous in certain circumstances, and you should probably have to disclose the fact that you've got a snake. And here's why a man is now being treated because he went to use his toilet. There was nothing there. When he lifted up the lid, he sat down on the seat and then felt a pinch. The pinch was a Python biting his dick. It actually bit his dick. It came up through the plumbing. It was one of the 11 snakes that lived in the unit next to him. Why? It got loose and slithered through the plumbing and right to this guy's Oh, dick. my God. It's Python on Python <laughs> crime. That's what it is. You bit his dick. Okay, I... Um... I don't necessarily agree with you that you should have to disclose the information unless it's a dangerous animal. Absolutely. And we're talking about everything from snakes to some people have like, I don't know, like exotic animals that they're not supposed to own. No one's going to declare it because as of that moment, perhaps it's illegal to own that animal. So they're not going to go out of their way to do it. But you should certainly be charged. You should definitely be charged with it. How did did the owner get the snake back? Uh, yeah, the owner okay. did get the snake okay. back. They pff, fucking hauled it out of the toilet and gave it back to him. Like, here's your wet, shitty snake. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get owning snakes. Uh, that's just not me. I, I, I have a cousin that owns a snake, for example. I just, I have no problem with it. I actually, snakes don't don't freak me out. I'm not one of those people that gets scared by a snake at all. I have gardener snakes in my garden all the time, and on my walks I see them. And they don't really do anything for me. It's the creepy crawlies that get me. But I don't, I still don't understand 
owning that. Actually, a lot of animals, to be honest with you. I don't understand why we own a lot of these things. I don't. Yeah, in this case, uh, yeah, he got injured through no fault of his own. I mean, that's a fairly weird injury to explain. Inevitably, some woman is going to be looking at that dick someday and thinking, huh, what are those two scars on the top of your penis from? <laughs> and that's when he makes up the story, like, this snake had the biggest mouth you've ever seen. And he's... <laughs> That's why I couldn't believe it could fit the whole thing Yeah, in. no, very deep throat on this snake, obviously. Snakes have deep throats. You can Google it. That's a fact. You know, like, it's just how many times do we need to hear a story about a snake escaping its enclosure and fucking with the neighbors? It's like an epidemic in some cases. I don't think this guy uh, is ever going to be able to comfortably use the John again. And you know what? I don't even want to use the fucking toilet after having read the story. <laughs> That's scary as shit. It is scary as shit. This is why, like, there's certain places, I think we all know, even in North America, but especially outside of North America, where if you go there, you're basically volunteering to see these kinds of creatures everywhere you turn. Like, I'm looking at you, Australia. More Uh things there want to fucking eat you and bite you than they do uh, welcome you. So, for me, I can't. I can't even. Uh, looks like the uh, construction is about to ramp up, so we're going to finish this one off quickly. Uh, quickly, what is the number one go-to excuse when somebody gets caught by the police with drugs? Um, they It was somebody else's drugs. Yes, every fucking time. Yeah, yeah. Or they every know. time. Yeah. Not my drugs, I don't know. 31-year-old from Ireland, his name is Declan Butcher, arrested for drug possession recently. As police were searching him, they found a baggie of cocaine in his butt, not in his pockets. In his butt? Okay. In his butt. So the police asked Declan about it, and he did what drug possession people do. Played dumb. He said he didn't know how the drugs got in his butt, but somebody must have put them there. I mean, inevitably, you'll have to explain this story to the judge. Somebody tell me how someone else could stick drugs up your ass. Well, I was sitting on the toilet and a snake came up and shoved this coke (laughs) on my ass. Came out of nowhere. The neighbor must have a snake because I don't know how those drugs got in my butt. How do you, I mean, I get the excuses. Of course, people like you're right. People have those excuses all the time. That's the number one thing. I didn't know it was there. But to not know it's buried deep in your ass, where, like, were you a heavy sleeper? Is that what happened? Like, oh, no, I sleep through fucking anything. Even someone shoving coke up my ass. Like, it happens all the time. Someone else's coke. Not mine. No way. No how, bub. And finally, a new survey from one of the meal delivery companies wanted to know, what the fuck are we doing in the kitchen? So I've got some answers for you. You tell me if you use measuring cups. Yes or no? Yes, I do. You do, eh? Yes, I have one massive one that I use for everything. So, yes, I do. I, I'm an eyeball it kind of person. I uh, I don't usually take the time to measure. The mm. only time I do is if I'm going to make like a cup of rice or something like that. Because you have to get the ratio right yes. or it doesn't come out right. Yes. For me, the only time I don't use any form of measurement is when I should. And that's when I'm drinking alcohol. The shot glass. Oh, that looks like an ounce. Shot glass is there. I know what an ounce is, but I pretend like, oh, that's gotta be it. Yep. Two that's, fingers. That's one ounce. Yeah. If five fingers is one ounce, I've got. I'm fine. Sixty-five <laughs> percent say they just prefer to eyeball it rather than use a measuring cup. 
I'm one of those people. I don't use a measuring cup, but I also don't feel the need to dirty the measuring cup and make another dish for the washer. Why would I do that when I'm pretty good at guesstimating how much a table or a teaspoon is? I don't need to measure that shit out. I'll just fucking eh, just pour. How much balsamic does it call for? Yeah, shake, shake, shake. Yeah, that's about right. That, that's about a quarter cup. That sort of shit. You can just eyeball. You can just guess. And you'll be fine. It's funny. We talked about that on the radio this morning. And people who are like hardcore, measure it out, follow the recipe kind of people, shit all over me. 58% don't follow recipes. Or they will make up their own ingredients mm-hmm. for a recipe. Well, let's be honest, though. So sometimes you look up a recipe for something and you have most of the ingredients. You were kind of prepared for it, having like that meal, for example. But you look at the exact requirements and you're like, I don't happen to have, you know, fresh whatever the fuck it is, uh, leaves of this particular item. I don't have fresh basil. I'll just use mint instead. No, you just, well, (laughs) never substitute mint. You'd have to be pretty fucking dumb. But yeah, like you you find other ways. That's what I find I do because I'm not going out of my way to buy like a $6 container of that just for that one specific recipe. So I'm the type that will go off off the ingredient list a little bit. 41% have used a spoon to taste something and then put it back in the bowl to continue mixing. Yeah, I mean, it's fine if you're cooking for yourself or yeah. even for your family, really. Not great if you're having people well, over. But you know what they they do say, and lots of actual chefs will tell you, if you use clean, a bunch of different clean spoons, which sucks, you have to clean them all at the, end of the, at the end of the night, add them to the pile, but you should taste as you go. You need to make sure that you have the right amount of everything because you mm-hmm. might taste it partway through and go, fuck, this needs some salt or something, or the opposite, where you're like, holy shit, I've got to change that. That's too spicy. Whatever it is, you should actually be tasting it all the way through. Say, I believe it's even Gordon Ramsay himself, one of the people I would look up to, uh, says that that's exactly how you should do it. But if you follow the recipe and use measuring cups, you shouldn't have to do that. I'm kidding. That was just a patronizing comment. <laughs> Uh, 34% rinse chicken in the sink, which isn't necessary and is actually less sanitary, they say. I I don't know why, but that used to be a recommendation. It's not anymore. 26% do not rinse their fruits or vegetables before they start cooking with them. Mm, Like, do those people just figure, ah, it's fine. By the time it goes in the pan and cooks, all the, the pesticides will be gone. Don't people find the taste difference? Even if they're, it's being cooked, I would find a difference in the taste, I think. I wash mine all the time, but I'm like, I'm too worried that there's going to be anything from pesticides to bugs hidden in that shit. I am mm-hmm. cleaning it. 14% have used the same cutting board for their raw meat and then gone on to use it for their vegetables. Mm. Okay. I mean, it's called listeria and it'll Salmonella. make you quite sick. Salmonella is another one. Yeah. Fuck. And almost one in four. Admit, they've cooked a full meal while either very drunk or on drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. But the meal, but, but, but a meal, it depends on how you put that, right? Because if you're too drunk, you're not making a full-fledged meal. And if you are, well, it's kind of impressive, actually. But the, the, you make the easy shit, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you, well, it depends what drug you're on. I mean, if you're high, then, oh, maybe that's when your whole meal is going to be like KD with cut up hot dogs in it. Cause that probably sounds like gourmet when you're high. 
if you're drunk, maybe you get real intricate. I like to cook when I'm having a few drinks. So I can get a martini going, and that's when I decide something like, you know what, I'm going to make homemade fried chicken. And I start mixing up batter and cleaning chicken and stuff like that. So the booze makes me go in-depth, hardcore. I'm going to be Gordon Ramsay tonight. High is kind of like, well, I'm pretty sure the ketchup could be easily replaced by mustard. And I could put it on pasta and mix in some, some, some fruit with it. <laughs> you know, you can talk yourself into a lot of dumb shit when you're high. <laughs> All right, guys, have a a fantastic hump day. Uh, We will have another edition out tomorrow. And in the meantime, is there anything else we got to do? In the meantime, stay cool. Oh, you know what? No, there there is one more thing I've got to do because I haven't done it in a while. Uh, In the meantime, guys, until tomorrow. Fuck you, Doug. (laughs) Game one of the NBA finals between the Suns and the Bucks. Milwaukee versus Phoenix. It's the battle of cheap connecting flights. (laughs) Phoenix has never won an NBA championship, but they do win the award for least creative team name. (laughs) The Suns? You know who else has a son? Literally every other city in the world. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.